Hey everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube show based on a podcast. Uh, Happy New Year! This is our first episode Ooh, yeah. of the new year. Um, how was your guys' Christmas and New Year? It was good. It was fantastic. Mine was pretty good, too. Um, you heard three voices, uh, because, as always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Morey. And the the boys are back in town. Yeah! Uh, we're joined by Corey Tyndall. Um, the prodigal son has returned, etc., etc. <laughs> yes, hello, internet world. I'm back. Corey, how are you? Good. It's good to be here. I'm really glad you're back on the podcast. Yeah, man. I miss doing this every week. It's fun. Man, I'm so excited. Uh, this is going to be <laughs> our year in review episode <laughs> slash looking ahead to 2018 episode. Slash Mike complaining about how bad 2017 was for film. <laughs> yes. Yep, primarily. Primarily? Yes. <laughs> I'm not letting that happen. <laughs> you are all going to exit the room, and I'll take over the mic for the remaining two hours of the podcast. That's fine. I edit this thing. It's still going to be an hour. Why is there just a gap for 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how I edit. I just make it silent for the parts. <laughs> um, so we have several categories of things. If you guys watched our YouTube show last year... Um, at the beginning of last year, we did sort of an awards-based uh, thing where we, you know, every week we did uh, some sort of award. I don't remember what we called them. The, 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 the Smithies. The Smithies, that's, that's right. right. Oh, the Smithies. Okay. That's right. This is a sort of abbreviated version of that. We have several categories we're going to be talking about. Um, some we're going to be spending uh, more time on than others. Part of that is because... Uh, Two of the people in the room didn't see a ton of movies in 2017, um, and the ones they did see have been talked about to death, kind of. Yeah. Um, yep. So we are going to do the typical favorite, worst, whatever, um, but we're also going to do, uh, we're going to stray from the path of movies for a little bit. We're going to go more into industry stuff that happened, and I'm not talking about the uh, allegations, <laughs> um, although if that's on one of your guys' lists, sure, we can talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so to kick things off, we'll, you know, get it right out of the gate. Uh, we'll do our favorite movie of the year and just like a short reason why. Um, and then if the other two have, have seen the movie, we can, we can talk a little more in depth about it. But, uh, Corey, why don't you start us off? All right. Well, um, I didn't see a ton of stuff and... There's two that were like kind of the top of my list, but I think I'm just going to say Spider-Man just because it was good to Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, so it was good to see him like back in Marvel's hands and I think it was the strongest Marvel film that came out this year. It's <clears throat> just my opinion, but it was I liked the casting. It felt like, "Oh, he's in high school." It's the best Spider-Man film that I have had since uh, Spider-Man 2. So. Oh, yeah. And Michael yeah, Keaton is great. Michael Keaton was great. Ooh, I mean, like, boy, he was holy good crap. That, that, that uh, like, driving scene to Homecoming between yes. him and Tom Holland, that, that was so good. And the audience, like, I went to go see it opening night, and everybody's just like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. what's happening right now? What's weird is that I saw it, like, a month after it came out, and I actually knew the twist. But it's still kind of registered with me because it's still well played within the movie. Like, it still goes and sets up the dramatic tensions that I almost kind of forgot that I knew that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a good villain in the movie. Yeah. He's great 
in that movie, man. I've seen the movie twice now, and I actually liked it a little less the second time. I really liked it the first time I saw it. I really liked it. Um, but man, he's incredible in that movie. Yeah, and that twist is so, I mean, one, for how bad the marketing was about yeah. giving away the entire plot of the movie, I couldn't believe that they that happened that in the movie. Wraps. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of the only times I've been legitimately surprised by a Marvel movie. Yeah. And like, it went beyond surprise to like straight up gobsmacked. Like it yeah. happened and the whole audience, we saw yeah. it at the Thursday night showing, <laughs> which I never do. Some For some reason we, I think it was like the only time I could see it that weekend was that night. And so we went to the sold out, like, you know, super hyped crowd. Yeah. Um, so we saw it with a really good audience to begin with. Um, it's actually, now that I think about it, probably my favorite movie going experience of 2017. Um, and when that happened, it was just like gaffs, like yeah. audible chatter, yeah. and, but like in the best way possible. Yeah, like so excited, but yeah. just like everyone was like, oh, what? Yeah, what and just like, my jaw was on the floor, and Kristen looked at me and was like, you're, this caught you off guard, and I was like, I legit didn't see this coming, yeah. and not in like a super cheap way. Yeah. It's like, for something that is not quote unquote earned over the course of the movie, like it's also not disingenuous or like at odds with it. Like it's not just yeah. there to be there. And, and then like, the ensuing scene where he's like evil Batman detective yeah, is so that's, good. That's so great. It might be like my favorite thing in a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's really good. Um, <clears throat> it's it man. It's so good. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, they didn't put any unnecessary jokes in it. So. Yeah, yeah, so there you good go. Job. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Had a dramatic scene, didn't undercut it. Crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, two thirds of the Marvel movies did that this year. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Thor made up for it. Yeah, yeah. they they, uh, they relegated yeah. all that to Thor. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, man. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man Homecoming, my favorite. Mike, what was what was your favorite movie of 2017? I have a hard time deciding between John Wick Chapter Two, which mm-hmm. I love saying that full title. And, That's pretty great. And Logan. Go with Oh yeah, okay. What the hell? I'll go with Logan. <laughs> um, I just really liked Logan. It had um, a good neo western take on a tired uh-huh. genre, which is superheroes. Which is funny because westerns are kind of tired too, but they're right. not anymore because we don't get enough of them these right. days. Yeah. So it's almost a fresh take to see a western. Um, I liked how subtle and underplayed a lot of it was and how low the stakes were for most of it Mm -hmm. um how it was mostly just a character study and hugh jackman and patrick stewart both killed it they're so good they're so good and um the little girl whose name escapes me right Right, now but uh x23's uh, actress was fantastic as well yeah she was um and it goes and demonstrates to me that what you first need to make a good movie is just a good story. Yeah. Because it's just about, like, these people on a road trip basically trying to survive and yeah. forming a weird nuclear family. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I really found a lot of, like, pathos in it uh, that had been lacking in a lot of recent superhero movies. And it goes beyond just being a superhero movie. I yeah. Mean, I think listeners of this podcast or previous versions of this podcast <laughs> probably realize that I don't like superhero movies that much. This was something that was ex- exceeded its trappings. So I really liked it. Yeah, I kind of wouldn't even... I mean, like, it's superhero, I guess, kind of by necessity that he's a X-Men character yeah, from he's the comic books. But it's not, it's not really 
superhero and like how you would define like the general conventions of it. So. Yeah. I'm glad because I'm a James Mangold stand from way back. Um, <clears throat> I've liked almost every movie I've seen of his. Uh, even like two thirds of the Wolverine is great. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, the last act is pretty bad, but, but <laughs> other than that, like the first two thirds of that movie is really good. And I like what he's done with that character by um, making a samurai movie mm-hmm. uh, with him in the second one and then making a Western movie in the third one, which is like kind of what actually happened in the film industry is like these samurai movies were coming out of, we were already making Westerns, but these samurai movies were coming out of Japan and like people were really into them. And then, uh, the guys like, um, um, oh gosh, Peckinpah and Sergio Leone were really into them and started making Westerns that felt more like samurai movies in the spaghetti Westerns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I felt like he really tied together those, that sort of symbiotic relationship that American cinema has had with Japanese cinema, um, really, really well. Also, while weaving in the sort of modern Western samurai movie, which is the superhero movie, into it, like on a structural, not even structural, but like on a basic idea level, Logan's really ambitious, and. Pretty well executed. Um, <clears throat> the acting is fantastic in it. But yeah, I just, I really like James <clears throat> Mangold's movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Walk the Line is a yeah, superior yeah. biopic. Um, it's real good. I think 310 to Yuma is a really good modern Western um, with two really solid performances at the heart of that. Yep. Three, if you count Ben Foster, who's mm-hmm. excellent in the movie. Night and Day, I think, is a perfect action comedy. Uh yeah, he's just really good. Copland, if you guys haven't seen Copland, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, Stallone, like, cop movie that's, like, a... it kind of was, it kind of did the hero cop thing in a time where it wasn't super popular to be doing the hero cop thing because of Rodney King. Oh. Um, it kind of brought the hero cop thing back um, mm. in a big way, and it's pretty good. Yeah, Stallone and De Niro. Out. Sweet. Or in it, yeah. Uh, back when Stallone was, or De Niro was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stallone was is excellent now, apparently, because he was great in Creed. But yeah, Logan's good. Logan's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think you guys have seen my favorite <laughs> movie of 2017, which was Coco. Uh, Coco's <clears throat> excellent. It is my favorite Pixar movie. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa. Like the more I think about Floated it, the more it's statement. my it's wow. my favorite. Um. The, it's the best musical they've done in a really long time, if not ever. <laughs> um, the The music in that movie is so good. Um, I also... So there is a lot of, you know, um, cultural stuff wrapped up in that for me. Um, I'm half Mexican. And our family has never been into the, like, Dia de los Muertos thing. And, like, we don't really buy into it or, or, or that kind of stuff. We don't do the... The ofrenda and, and stuff like that. I don't, mm-hmm. uh, Corey, I don't know if your family no, not does really. that. Yeah, we don't really mm-hmm. either. But the thing we are super into is mariachi music. Um, yeah. I don't know about your family. Uh, mine is super into it. My Theo Poncho was, was a mariachi musician. And so the whole movie kind of reminded me of my Theo. Yeah. And so that went like a long way with it. I was also watching it with my mom, who's the me- where I get my Mexican half from. And my niece and nephew, who uh, my niece and nephew are from 
my half brother who is uh we have different dads but uh so he's fully mexican um you, you know my mom and then his dad is mexican too and so they're they're my niece and nephew are both fully mexican and um <clears throat> on their mom's side of the family they're super into uh that kind of stuff they do the ofrenda and, and stuff like that and mm -hmm. So there was a lot of, like, cultural stuff in there yeah. that, like, really connected me to the movie. Mm -hmm. Your mileage is going to vary with that, but I thought it was excellent. I thought the climax of the movie mm -hmm. was incredible. Um, it takes place during a concert, and there's sort of this, like, really great layered thing where the final chase is happening on stage during the concert... And you, as the movie audience, knows that it's, like, the climax of the movie and, like the bad guys after them, but the audience in the movie thinks that they're just watching, like, a part of the production of oh, the concert. Okay. that's cool. I like and, that. like, it puts you in this really great space where, like, you know, but you also know that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And I love when a movie does that. That's one of my favorite things that a movie does. Um, yeah, it's it looks amazing. Um, the kid did his own singing, which is crazy that's to cool. me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's really good. My, my only complaint... Um, and I know this was, I know this was fixed if you saw the Spanish dub of it. I really felt like the songs needed to be in Spanish. I understand why they were in English. And you can buy a copy of the soundtrack that gives you the songs in English and in Spanish. Um, but every time they were singing these sort of like mariachi sounding songs, they were singing in English. And I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Plus they had to do some funny stuff with the translations to make it rhyme still and like oh. some of the lyrics don't really make sense like you're like what does that mean mm -hmm. actually and then if you hear it in spanish it does make sense um but yeah it's oh, man the movie's good it's real good you guys should see it if you haven't um, yeah i want to see it. i want to it's yeah. man it's so good uh like i said maybe your mileage may vary um with the cultural stuff but like seeing all that on screen represented accurately was really like oh crap i don't see this ever not that i need to necessarily yeah. but man like i just have never seen this in a movie mm -hmm. ever um and there is like not to get all like representation about it like there are stories about the because it's written by white people um and there are stories about them taking the script to like uh uh cultural advisors to like find stuff and i was like well just hire mexican people to write it like yeah. if, you're, if yeah. you're gonna go through the trouble of hiring yeah. advisors to make sure they're getting the mexican stuff accurate yeah, just, just hire a couple mexicans yeah. to do it it's not that hard yeah. it's like you can do this yeah it's it, it's honestly it's less like a, a matter of representation more of just like efficiency yeah <laughs> like, like it just makes sense yeah this. yeah but then they'd have to pay them yeah <laughs> which i think is the problem yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, which probably says everything you need to know about the disney pixar corporate comp <laughs> yeah fair enough we'll go on appropriate things appropriate things but then not actually follow through on well, <laughs> they, let, they let ryan cooper make black panther look super black That's, so well, <laughs> yeah do you guys have any honorable mentions for your favorite? I mean, I guess John Wick chapter yeah, two. Yeah, John Wick. Logan was my other one. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that actually was number one for me until I saw Coco was um, not Baby Driver. That's the only movie I can think of now. The Three Billboards one? No, no. although that was in my top five. Uh, Shape of Water? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, you don't like golly, fish people? Golly, the Kumail Nanjiani movie. Big Sick. The Big uh, Sick. Oh, okay. I, I really, really liked good. it. It's on Amazon Prime now. Uh, 
that script is just real solid. Like, it's really well structured. Like, there was a. I remember having a moment in that movie where I was like, "Oh, this thing is built like a brick shit house. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is really solid foundational story." And there's nothing like too special about it, but it's like very good building block. Like. It almost feels like they went to a script writing book and did everything out of it and proved why you should listen to it. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's really good. Also, there's some pretty good jokes in it. And Ray Romano's incredible in it. Wow. Uh, Ray Romano is super good. <laughs> Mike. I'm not going to do the impression. <laughs> Mike, I'm not, not do the impression. <laughs> you, you wanted the... the the Robert Barone yep, Yeah, nope, I did. Nope, not giving it to Just you. Just do it. We'll put it at the yeah. end. It'll be like yeah, 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 we'll do it. It'll be the stinger at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's never not hilarious. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> wow. Did you have any honorable mentions, Corey? Did we go over that with you already? No, I said Logan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got it. Um... <clears throat> so, uh, I have one that I kind of came up with on the fly. What was your favorite movie moment in 2017? Uh, uh, wow. I can start on this one. Go ahead. Okay, Bell yeah. Bottoms and Baby Driver. That opening six-minute car chase yeah. is so good. <laughs> it's very well edited. <laughs> it's, like, really well choreographed, and, like, the way he put it to the music is great. Um... It's just really, like, slick and cool. Mm. And, uh, you know, I know, Mike, I know you didn't love the movie, but, yeah. like, that sequence is... Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I think most of the car chases in general oh, yeah. in that movie are just so slick and well-edited. Yeah. And they just move with the beat as so well. Um, so you're not going to hear any complaint from me on that yeah, one. Yeah, no. I, well, and the Hocus Pocus by Focus. The uh-huh. climax <laughs> is really good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey, do you have one? Uh, not off the top of my head. <laughs> I've got one. Okay. Might go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if this is the best. Maybe if I like really think about it more, I'll think of something differently. But going back to my second pick for best film of the year, John Wick 2. Um, I mean, chapter 2. Uh, he... When John Wick goes and grabs the pencil and oh yeah, <laughs> and goes and kills the guys, like which is basically two films worth of hype. You're leading yeah. up to that. Um, I don't know. I just remember I watched it with my brother, and we we're like, yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. That was just like a fun moment in the yeah. theater. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily the best moment, but I just got excited by that movie in general. So um, yeah, I really love that movie's movie. pretty hype worthy. Yeah, though. like yeah. it's. It's in my top five as well. Like, yeah. It, man, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Corey, do you have one yet? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see a ton of films. I feel like it's, I'm like, the only thing that's coming to mind is like, there was a couple moments just because I'm a Spider-Man fan in mm. Spider-Man Homecoming that I was just like, yes! And like, one of them is like the, like we said, the whole Michael Keaton reveal of like, right. him being like her dad. Like, right. when he opens the door, and it's like, oh, crap. Just, yeah. like, it was just such a fun experience in the theater with all the people, like, opening night, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, what was the worst movie you saw in 2017? Mike, do you want to start? Um, Justice League, no. I mean, it, pro- it probably <laughs> is Justice League. 
<clears throat> okay, I really do not like The Last Jedi the more I think about it. So, uh, that's probably my most than, disappointing movie. Yeah. Like, it's a different, it's a, for a different category <laughs> that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Right. We uh, could talk about. True, no. but we've exhausted it. <laughs> um, worst movie is probably Justice League. Uh, for all the reasons we've created the super scribe. <laughs> Justice League or The Wall? Oh... Did you see that? The yeah. Wall? Yeah, we saw that together. Yeah. Oh, Man, crap. that movie's really good until it's terrible. Really? Which is the last 15 seconds movie, of the movie. That movie is horrible from the standpoint that it goes and snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. Like, <laughs> 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 we were like, yeah, this movie like totally got it. Like, sweet. I'm so happy about this movie. Oh, no. What are you doing? <laughs> And so then, we wow. Saw, well, yeah, can we? I mean, no one's gonna watch this movie. Yeah, so no, no, no. no. Spoilers, yeah, this, this yeah. spoiler. Okay. I'm not gonna watch it. So basically, it's like about this guy who's uh, like a, I don't know, recon person in Iraq or something like yeah. that. And he's like pinned down behind like literally a crumbling like what's left of a wall, um, by a s- Iraqi uh, insurgent sniper, and it's kind of this like cat and mouse. Uh, like, one location kind of movie where he's yeah. just kind of, like, trying to survive and not get shot. And, and it's, like, in real time. Real time. There's mind games being played between them because, like, the insurgent managers are going hacking into his walkie-talkie mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot like Phone Booth. Yes. Okay. It's like Phone Booth, but in Iraq. In Iraq. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I really dig that premise in general. I yeah. like those kind of movies, <clears throat> those bottle movies. Um, this... Movie was really great. Um, you kind of had the main character have to kind of deal with some of his mistakes and flaws. It's like under pressures. That's really great to go and have those bottle episodes or movies yeah. to deal with that stuff. And then mm-hmm. he gets rescued at the end of the film. And well, so first he, of ki- all, he, he kills he, the yes, sniper. Right. Okay. He kills, the, he kills. He kills the other sniper. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he gets rescued. And as like the helicopter begins to fly away, uh, the pilots in the helicopter get shot by the sniper who didn't die, and then the helicopter crashes, and they all die, and then the sniper is starting all over again to go and probably pick off the next person tries to go and rescue really? or recover their yeah. bodies. Yes. Like wow. the last ten seconds of the movie. Yeah. Like, like it literally the last ten seconds. Ruins the entire hour and a half long experience. Uh, That's like great. Like yeah. legit could have been in my top ten. Yeah. Like it's really well made. Yes. Really well wow. acted. John, John Cena's is really good. He's <laughs> super good in it. Yeah. Um wow. Aaron Taylor Johnson's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh whoever the guy is that did the voice of the sniper <laughs> was good in it. Yeah, it's like really well made, really well acted, really well written, mm-hmm. I felt like. Yeah. Um and then just for whatever reason, just goes and pisses it all away. Wow. Like, like literally the last 10 seconds is you hear the shot and then you see the it go down. Cue like some butt rock song. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that was most insulting about it. Yeah. Because like, like you see how the sniper's about to go and like start his spree again or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, the wall. And <laughs> 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 I was like, what the <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Wow. Anyway, so was it The Wall or Justice League? <laughs> I mean, Justice League is the most consistently crappy sure. movie, so I have to kind of give it to that still at the end of the day. Yeah. But thank you for reminding me of The Wall and my enduring <clears throat> hatred of the last five seconds of that movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do we need to get into Justice League, why it sucks? I mean, kind of give, yeah. give us the thumbnail, Mike. Uh, okay, thumbnail is it's a cobbled together piece of crap um, which has a watered down 
Joss Whedon vision, Avengers light thing straddled and <laughs> strapped onto a crappy Snyder-esque Justice League dark gritty crap movie. And what you get is an incoherent reshot to hell mess <laughs> of a film. And it doesn't work on either of those two levels and is just plain middling by the end of it. I saw so many bad movies in 2017. <laughs> Yeah. That Justice League isn't even the fifth worst one. Yeah, I know. I imagine it's a pretty good job staying away from them up until the end. So. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mine... Book of Henry was nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. So isn't that the, isn't that the, best, <laughs> isn't that the best theater experience you had in 2017? No, because no one was in the theater, uh, and like I felt bad dying laughing because yeah. someone was... The only other person in the theater, first off, I saw it by myself, and there was only one other person in the theater who was also seeing it by herself, mm. was sobbing uncontrollably. So she was, like, legitimately, like, engaged in this. Yes. Uh, it's a crazy movie. Um, it's a, like, it's a full-on <laughs> disaster piece. But also Transformers was insane, uh, oh yeah. yeah, that one. Another one came out this. Bright year. was dumb as a bag of hammers. Like oh. th- I have a lot, man. I I really hated. I really hated Bright. Mm. I really hated that movie. I think it might be Bright. Um, wow. From the director of the Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad. No. Respect where respect is due. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my favorite of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's weirdly better than Suicide Squad, but I hated it probably just as much. Yeah. Um, comes Lord of the Rings by way of Training Day. It's, so it's basically like it's it's present day, and there are orcs and elves and ish like that, and. Uh, like so, it's it's like humans and fantasy creatures continue to exist. It's Netflix's <coughs> first blockbuster movie. It's ninety million dollars for them, which I don't know where it went because it looks like trash. I, uh, um, it went to paying to get Will Smith in a Netflix movie. That's where it went. Yep. <laughs> um, and Why like Will Smith yes. is the partner to Joel Edgerton's like orc cop orc who's black guy yeah, yeah. Who's, slash, who's, slash hispanic person yeah. slash he's, minority he's the first orc, orc cop so on the alien race he can, be, race. He can right. be all races yes so the whole movie is like orcs are black one percent <laughs> but like they don't do anything with that either like they don't make the elves the bad people mm. except for like five of them maybe like but like the five of them aren't really part of that elvish ruling class uh, they're kind of this like side thing. As a matter of fact, um, the the elf feds are the ones who kind of get to the bottom of it first. So that does nothing with the like elves are the one percent, orcs are black people thing. It actually kind of abandons all that at twenty minutes into the movie. Oh, so you mean David Ayers can't go and keep a thorough line through a movie? You're you're kidding me. I uh, feel like that might be Max Landis's fault more than David Ayers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, because Max Landis is equally terrible. Yes. Uh, um. So it like ah uh, gosh it it is like supposed to be like orcs are black people but they're still <laughs> black people and like that's really weird to me yeah. to begin with and then one character here's what set me off the rails outside of the structural problem here's what set me off the rails with the social commentary in this movie is there's this one Mexican character who's like Mexicans still get shit for the Alamo and I was like it questions uh the Alamo happened 
does that mean slavery and the Civil War happened? Mm -hmm. Because if so, black people and orcs should be best friends because they absolutely know how each other feels. Um, But, like, and the thing is, like, if you're going to do this and make it, like, we're racist to black people... Just make the movie about how we're racist to black people. Like, that's going to go way farther, I think, than... No, now uh, you get to hear about it in the bright extended universe. Oh my gosh. Like, it's so... It's not even... Like, it's... I don't know. Making the black guy be racist to the stand-in black guy is really weird. Mm-hmm. Really How weird. did this happen? I want to be a fly on the room to like hear like this pitch. You know why? Because like, there wasn't a black guy in the room. <laughs> it was a bunch of white people. There wasn't work in the room. <laughs> he was just excited that meat was back on the menu, so he was he was preoccupied. Human <laughs> flesh. Who signed this and was like, "Yes, this is gonna be a home run for us." Like that was the other thing what? too. Like. Once again, to get, I guess, a little yeah, social justice. sounds crazy explaining but this. Like, it did well. It was written by a white guy, too, and it was like, okay, that feels a little weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that feels real a little weird. Ugh. Like, I don't know, man. The, it, the, the white people talking about racism thing is maybe not the best idea, because the last time I remember that happening was Crash. And Crash was awful. Mm-hmm. So... It won. It won yeah, Best Picture in 2004. Yeah. yeah. Um, Corey, what was your least favorite movie of 2017? Gosh. Wow. I I feel like my worst movies are like... Team. Like A plus compared to some of that stuff. Um, oh, hang on. Uh, Will Smith does utter the line, Guess fairy lives don't matter today in Bright, and it's the worst thing. Oh, what yep wow this is uh i don't yeah try to top that yo (laughs) yeah well probably the worst movie i saw was uh another extended universe franchise trying to be established this year in the mummy oh Oh, yeah the mummy was real bad yeah it was rough um you know and there was a whole controversy of like you know Tom Cruise kind of, you know, it's like he mostly directed it, but he didn't direct it or whatever. But what? You know, I have not heard about this. Yeah, there's yeah, like a yeah. There's some dispute over like how much control he was having. Yeah, like on the, the set, like basically it was like really calling a lot of the shots and stuff. But because the director was a first time director, yeah, and he yeah, and oh. he didn't really. It sounded like he didn't really know what he was doing. And huh. Tom yeah. Cruise kind of just autopiloted. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just rough. It was just really rough. Um, I mean, and I didn't see it in theaters, but... I did. It was just, like, the plot's so bad, and then just all the force, like, hey, we're gonna get this in here, and, like, oh, guess who Russell Crowe is, and, like, extended universe of monsters, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like... We're a secret organization (laughs) thing that's not S.H.I.E.L.D., but kind of is going to as that. Hey, we're gonna do all these other movies. Parallax... Polybius. Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Paradox. Paradigm. Yeah. I don't know. Something. I mean, it, it was just it was just really bad. It was kind of like, man, I'm glad I didn't go waste money to see this in the theater. Sophia Patella. Sophia Patella. Pretty good as the mummy, though. Yeah, she's good in everything I've seen her in. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. <clears throat> um, did you see it, Mike? Did you see? The mummy? I've seen parts of it. Okay. All of it. Not... The scene where she like first comes out of her coffin and like kills those two dudes mm-hmm. yeah. is pretty sweet, actually. It's like really well done. Yeah. Uh 
that's about the nicest thing I could say for that movie. <laughs> Everything else is is just yeah. Tom really... Cruise is really bad in that movie. Yeah, it's just it's just not good. Like the plot's yeah. not good. Like pacing, editing's not good. It's just like really bad. And just it was like we got to get this out here so we can make our extended universe. Oh wait, this movie flopped. So <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I mean, they're not. They pulled the plug on it. Yeah, they're not yeah. pushing forward with it, right? Yeah. 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 But were mummies a metaphor for the 1%? No. What? I don't know. <laughs> what, what about werewolves? Were they... Werewolves were yeah. black part... people in oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there okay. you go. Okay, sweet. So there was some metaphor in yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Of sweet. course. No. This movie was so... So beyond metaphor. <laughs> it, like, it didn't even think about what a metaphor could be. Yeah. I don't think it had it in its vocabulary. Nope. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, some winners yeah. in 2017. Um, what was your favorite piece of non-movie entertainment in 2017? Here we go. Let's All do right. it. All right. Woo! Everyone who knows about me, avid video game person, but hands down, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> it is incredible. It is like... Yes. It is a revelation yes. in uh, game making, and I know like it sounds kind of like hyper, you know, like hyperbole and stuff. But it's like it's literally one of these groundbreaking games that yes. like we're gonna look back, you know, ten years from now in game development and be like, oh yeah, remember when Breath of the Wild came out and basically changed the industry standard? Like it's that influential of a game, and it's so good, man. Yes. <laughs> it's so good to play, and it's just. Ugh. There's so many things, like all the systems that are in work, like, in the game, and it's just, it's like, they spent so much time doing everything, like, the way you can interact with the world, and it's alive, and all the physics in the game, it's just, uh, it's, it's so, like, I don't know, I'm kind of like, how are they going to top this, like, moving forward, but, yes, it just really ups the ante for open world games, and, like, I historically have hated open world games, Same. Yeah. um, I mean, it's just yes. like, oh, hey, Ubisoft gave us a huge world and there's nothing to do in it. <laughs> no, there's a lot of things to do. Well, yeah, you can tell it's all people. the same. You, you, got, you got all the checklists of the things and the doodads. And you can climb the towers. And, and then lock the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Breath of the Wild is just like, it's just, I don't know, for me, it's just like reinvigorated so many things. I like how it kind of reinvented Zelda. I love like all the Zelda games. It was cool to see the formula shook up mm -hmm. and... Just that it, like, released alongside the Switch, which is just, like, a whole nother, like, it just has rocked 2017 in general. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome. It's, like, my favorite thing. Yeah, I, that's where a lot of my time has gone this year. <laughs> yep. Um, before Mike says the exact same thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mm -hmm. really really enjoyed Stranger Things 2. We're probably going to do a full episode on it in a yes. couple weeks. It's, uh, man, it's so good. It's so freaking good. Um, it's so freaking good, you guys. Uh, it's just really well put together. It's a really good, uh, continuation of the story. It feels really natural. It feels like the natural next step for it. It doesn't feel like they, they went too wide it actually went a lot deeper than it did widen its net which yes. is the best way to do i think television is to go deeper down the rabbit hole of the mythos you set up in season one especially when you have this kind of sci-fi universe you have set up um i really liked everything for the most part about it i don't think there's a single 
bad episode. I think the seventh episode is kind of uh, maligned, but I like it. Yep. The, the thing with the Eleven is good. I like how long it they wait for Eleven. Mild spoilers, Corey. I like how long they wait for Eleven to get back with the group because mm-hmm. it's like the end of the second to last episode when they yeah. finally reunite with her um and like any other show would have completely showed its hand on that like three episodes in if not two mm-hmm. if not one and this one they, it was it's so restrained i love how restrained season two is but also kind of insane it is <laughs> like yeah. some major <laughs> stuff happens and like I don't know. They they only add a couple new characters and they're both solid. Um, the acting is really good all the way around. Not that it wasn't in the last season, but like Hooper's the man. Yeah, Hopper, sorry. Uh, Hopper's the man in this movie. Like, I think I said this elsewhere. David Harbour's so good in Stranger Things that he's making me give a crap about that Hellboy movie he's in. And I don't care about Hellboy at all. But I really want to see that movie now because I love David Harbour so much. Yes. Yep. Yes. Agreed. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, we'll talk about it soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, say what you're going to say about the Switch. Breath of the Wild. No, okay. Yeah! Uh, yeah. I'll be a little bit different. I'm going to take a, a larger view, whereas I think that uh, the movie industry was generally kind of boring to me and for most of 2017. <laughs> Uh, I think the video game industry had one of its best years in a long time. time. I would say like a decade, actually. Yeah. Since like 2007 when like (laughs) Mario Galaxy came out and like Mass Effect came out and there was like the Wii's big, like big year and all that stuff was really coming to its own HD generation. (laughs) Um, This year we had the Switch and Nintendo really coming back. Um, with both Zelda and Mario, which is like the best iterations of both yeah. of those franchises in a long time. Um, but beyond just what Nintendo was offering and the system they had, you had uh, a couple good Sony efforts. I mean, I didn't really think super highly of Horizon like some people did, but I thought Horizon um, was a really good yeah, first good. stab at that um, kind of game <laughs> by Sony and make an open world um, kind of action adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um you had Persona 5 come out, which is like a classic yeah. uh, RPG series. Uh, you just go down the list of some really classic games came out last year. Near Automata. Yeah. Um, some okay. real, yeah, even though that, that game stylistically puts me off, it's really fun. It has great music and atmosphere. Uh, There's just a lot of great things that came out. And that's where a lot of my attention was devoted to this year in terms mm-hmm. of the, the entertainment I industry. feel like I talked to you and watched you play more games than I ever have yeah. in 2017. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've played um, a game in like the last 10 years, nearly as much as I did was last year. And it may not come again for a long yeah, time. I know. So um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it reminded me of what I loved about that. I mean, that's my original favorite hobby before like movies kind of became right. my hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was good to know that like I hadn't just become jaded. And yeah, like, and like over it. It's like there's things out there that can still surprise me. Yeah, so, we're not just like, oh, we got older, and it's like, yeah. oh, everything was better when, right? Yeah, you know, and uh, it's just because like I was a kid and everything was new back then, <laughs> and so I was easily impressed. Like now, I can still be impressed by things. Yeah. Um. So that's my my pick for best non movie related trend or thing mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> 
what's like um uh, we'll blow it out for a couple couple more things what's like a movie or or piece of entertainment that you felt like went really overlooked in 2017 mm-hmm. i can start on that one go ahead okay. uh logan mm-hmm. lucky man okay it was like steven mm-hmm. soderbergh retired and then came out of retirement he retired for like two years mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he made that hbo movie about liberace and soderbergh's one of these guys that i don't necessarily like all of his movies but I respect all of them because I feel like no two Steven Soderbergh movies are the same. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I yeah. like that he kind of evolves with everything. Like, even the um, Oceans movies all feel really different from each other. And, mm-hmm. like, even though I don't like Oceans 12 that much, I really like the idea of it on paper of this, like, more gentleman spy heist 60s movie. Um, which is what the first one, original, the, the original first one kind of is. And, uh, you know, Ocean's Eleven was, like, a slick modern update of that. And then he did the, like, uh, 60s, like, m- m- kind of man from uncle feeling. Mm-hmm. Ver- like, it's it's in Europe. It feels very exotic, quote-unquote. Like, it feels like a like an early James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And it feels yeah. like, it kind of feels like Dr. No. I don't like that movie. I just said a bunch of really positive stuff about it. And that's that's how I feel about Steven Soderbergh's movies. Um, Contagion is another movie of his I really don't like that much. But, like, there aren't a lot of good disease movies out there. And, mm. like, he tried something. Like, almost every Steven Soderbergh movie, I feel like he tries something. Uh, Logan Lucky, I don't know what he tried. But whatever it was, it worked on me, man. It's really entertaining i really enjoyed that movie top to bottom channing tatum's great in it adam driver's great in it uh daniel craig's amazing in it it's my favorite daniel craig performance by a lot he's great in that movie he's so great in that movie uh it's my favorite adam driver performance uh seth mcfarland's really good in it it's um the end is a little weird but i still kind of liked it like it has like a surprise extra act. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, 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 I like that. Where it follows, it follows the feds trying to figure out what happened in the heist, um, which you don't get to see a lot in heist movies. You just kind of see like they got away with it celebration. Yeah, yeah. And like this one is like, you see the federal agents come in and like try to figure it out, and so you see them like talk to everyone else involved and try to like put the pieces together. Um, which I didn't know was going to happen, you know, it was, like I said, bonus act for that. And it does, it throws the movie off balance a little bit, but I also kind of liked that he tried it, you yeah. know. Um, there's just, like, really weird, quirky things about it. Without, it doesn't feel like this movie really at all, outside of it's got, like, quirky hick people in it. It kind of feels like this spiritual successor in a really nice way to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm -hmm. Um, Where it's just like, very much feels set in the South, uh, but without like making fun of those people, which I feel like was nice. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, just like being kind of fun to watch and like easy to watch and hilarious. Like Daniel Craig is hilarious in this movie. Um, I didn't think he could be hilarious, yeah. and he was. Okay. Uh, oh. So wow. I feel, and I feel like a lot of people slept on that movie for whatever reason. It basically was released uncontended in August, 
because Baby Driver got bumped to June. Mm-hmm. That was going to be its only competition was uh, was Baby Driver and just kind of got released to no real fanfare yeah, in the middle weird. of August. And kind of, I don't know. It just didn't hmm. have anything around it that got yeah. marketing campaign or yeah. anything. So. It didn't like hook hmm. people, I think, yeah. which is understandable. Like the marketing was kind of like not great for it. But, mm. you know, as a film nerd, it was like, oh, yeah, Soderbergh's back. Yeah, I'll go see that. Like yeah. I try to see everything he does anyway. Uh, and it was just, it's real good, man. That's mm. a real good movie. Um, what about you guys? Uh, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like almost everything that I saw mm-hmm. this year was mm-hmm. a, either appropriately appreciated mm-hmm. to like the, the right degree yeah. or overappreciated. So I can't think of too many things that were like underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I didn't even really love that new Planet of the Apes movie, War of the Planet of the Apes, or War for the Planet of the Apes that much. Um, I think it's a good movie. Uh, it did not light the box office on fire, um, and it actually did uh, it underperformed in comparison to the second one, which was weird. I feel yeah. like um, that's that trilogy in general is really solid and deserves a little bit more appreciation overall. I agree. Um, so, but at the same time, I don't love it enough to like really uh, fanboy over it that hard either. So, I'm a, I'm a little bit like mixed on whether anything was underappreciated this year. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, my thing is video game related because that's where a lot of like my time was spent. So, <clears throat> a lot of games came out this year, like Mike said, I think it was a really good year for video games. Um, a lot of platforming games came out, and okay. I'm a fan of platforming games. Heck yeah. And so, one of them that I felt kind of like it got overlooked and there was a lot of weird stuff that came out when it came out um, is Ukulele. Mm. And really? Yeah. <clears throat> So I just I just feel like there's <clears throat> it just got overlooked because it feels there's a lot of people in the video game industry that kind of have this whole stance of like there's certain genres of games that are like tied to a certain time period and they should stay there. So there's a lot of people who are like, oh, platforming games are like a thing in the '90s and they don't Boo. really they don't yeah. really work <laughs> nowadays. And I'm like, how does that doesn't make sense to me, but. I mean, I just think it, it was cool because it was a Kickstarter and, like, you know, it got all the funding and it's a lot of the original guys from Rare, you know, before Microsoft yeah. bought them. <clears throat> and, like, the game wasn't, like, <clears throat> incredible, like, you know, and especially that like in a year where, like, Super Mario Odyssey came out. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a lot of, like, really good stuff in it. And, like, obviously, like, they patched a lot of things, like, later on. But it's just, like, a good, like kind of like return to platforming like it's like we don't get those types of games a lot mm-hmm. and it's just had like a lot of this weird kind of like like i said like this commentary of like oh this type of game like can't like coexist with these other games and i'm like well i feel like even like this game has flaws but it has like a heart there's like a heart like the team behind it like cared mm-hmm. really cared about what they put out there and like you know and then they worked hard to like patch stuff up and whatever and i just don't feel like there's a lot of, in the video game industry, you get that a ton anymore, you know? There's people are just like, we gotta produce a product, and here we go. So, I definitely think, like, ukulele kind of got overlooked. It kind of had weird stigma around it. But it's definitely, like, you know, worth, like, just picking up and playing. Especially, okay. you know, like, for guys like us who, like, grew up playing games like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, 
also think it was funny that people were talking about how yeah, the platform genre after ukulele came out had middling reviews <clears throat> and yeah. they were saying like oh the platform genre that's something that should have been left to the N64 era <laughs> and like it's so outdated and like it should be left in the past and then Mario Odyssey comes out and it's like no actually the formula is still pretty good guys yeah. so, like it just takes a really 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 good game to convince you of it yeah but, well yeah. I mean Shovel Knight that's a yeah. platformer isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're talking specifically like about like 3D, 3D platformers. Like collect-a-thon platformers. Yeah, and get, and get the, the whole, hundred doodads. And the whole collect-a-thon argument that's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, don't get me started. Uh, slightly on topic, um, there's another game that came out this year called A Hat in Time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard good things about that. My, yeah, actually, my too. brother played most of it. Oh, okay. Um, and he said it was good. So check that out. He liked it more than ukulele. So okay. if you like that genre, yeah. check it out. Huh. Um, I haven't so yeah. heard of that one. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Uh, what was your favorite movie from not 2017 that you watched in 2017? That was a first time watch for you. Okay. Like, I watched Tombstone for the 12th time. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so this is a recent one. Um, I mentioned it to you the other night. I watched Miss Sloan. It came oh. out in 2016. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and I actually watched it like a week ago. And it's real good, man. Um, Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. is incredible in it like she's is a really good actress it's it'd been a while since i'd seen something with her in it and like it was a friend who recommended oh we should watch this like i heard it's really good because she was interested in seeing like molly's game Mm -hmm. and so they're like oh let's watch this so yeah just like the the script is like incredible like there's just like a great undercurrent of tension the whole movie and, like, it kind of does this thing where it kind of keeps you off kilter in, like, the best way possible. Like, uh-huh. you never know exactly what's going to come next. I mean, it's kind of like a political, like, campaign thriller. Right. And, yeah, I was just, like, really surprised. I was, like, riveted the whole time. Like, all the way until, like, you know, it's, like, a little over two hours. Yeah. But it's really good. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, it was, like, surprisingly, like, I didn't think it was going to be bad. But yeah. it's, like... Oh, okay, like yeah, I'll give it a watch, and I and I like movies like that. Yeah, I mean it's very dialogue heavy, but the dialogue is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that actually the first my first go round with Movie Pass before the the ten dollar a month price, mm-hmm. um, I had it on like a Groupon last December December twenty sixteen. I had it on a Groupon for twenty dollars mm-hmm. for the month, and I tried to go see Miss Sloan. But the show times were inaccurate in the app, so I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just never went to see it or saw it again. I actually have a digital code for it that I won on Twitter that I have not <laughs> redeemed. I forgot that movie even existed. <laughs> it's it's really good. But yeah, no, it sounded interesting. I just completely yeah. forgot about she it. She was like an anti-gun lobbyist, right? Or well, she is a gun I, Yeah, like it's, I mean, not to give it away, but... The kind of, like, the whole thing is, like, she's not for that position, oh, and she yeah. kind of, like, not flips, but, like, it's it's kind of, like, very much, like, a character study of, like, the the mind of, like, a sociopath, and okay. so just kind of, yeah. So right. it's, it's real good. Mm. It's real good. I like it. All right. Uh, Mike, do you have one? Um, well, okay, I saw The Sound of Music for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've and, never seen that either. Yeah, no, oh. I was kind of like leaving it to like watch for some other like recap video for uh-huh. us later sometime. So I actually probably won't talk about it here. But okay. It's good. Uh, duh. Like, it, it's, it's a classic. It deserves a status. Um, <laughs> beyond that, um, I really liked The Nice Guys. I finally saw The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. It came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, so with, good, with man. With Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. That's such and a good movie. It's just a freaking good movie. They're it's, so ugh, great. It's so good. It's like, is this... 
like a perfect <laughs> Shane Black buddy cop or buddy private eye yeah. comedy. And yeah, it's got like great action, great jokes, great dialogue, great comedic timing. That climax love... is real good. Yeah. It's... That like three-tiered trace of the film reel. Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. Oh, it's such a great movie. It just reminded me of like the, the good old... Quote, quote, good old days like these buddy cop <laughs> buddy cops, movies with yeah. like lethal weapon yeah. and stuff like that and um, other Shane Black movies yeah other yeah. Shane Black movies basically <laughs> it was him hitting those highs again after what I thought was kind of a crappy Iron Man movie that he did hmm. um, so I was really entertained by that movie I was surprised by how much I liked it so that's my pick Man, that movie is great. It's That's really a movie good. that every time someone brings it up, I want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I wanted to see more of it. Yeah, something that like sucks that they're not going to make any more of. Them, yeah, but... it's so good. Ryan Gosling's so funny. Dude, and Ryan Gosling Crow work so well together. Yeah. It's like I would yeah, never have paired them together. Nope. Yeah. nope. Yeah, I mean, if we had an underappreciated list from last year, that would be at the top. Oh, for, for sure. We saw the Thursday night it came out, and it was like us and like yeah. maybe six or seven other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was It was great. Like it's so good. If I can laugh at a man dislocating another man's arm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. Man. Man. I also really liked... Oh, gosh. I liked how he was, like, really crappy to her friend Janet. Like, that was yeah. one of my favorite things yes. in that movie. There's, like, a lot of great running jokes in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I really love running jokes in yeah. general. If if they go and iterate upon them, you know, as they come back. And that movie does it so well. Yeah, there's a good payoff yes. for yeah. a lot of the jokes. Also, like, Fat Russell Crowe is so good. Yes. Yeah. He's just so good. Yeah. And... Ryan Gosling is great at comedy. Yeah, he is really he is. good at comedy. He's a really good physical actor as it is, which is why yeah. people make him not talk and stuff. Yeah. But Shane Black like tapped into this thing that no one has yet, which is make him super neurotic and talky mm-hmm. while yeah. also make him do the good physical stuff. Yeah. Like he was like, you can have both. <laughs> it's not one or the other. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a really good use of his like physicality 2016 is the year i flipped on ryan gosling like yeah yeah definitely (laughs) um it was he was a guy that like i would always see his movies because like society told me i liked him and then Mm. i would go see him and be like i don't like that guy (laughs) um and then that movie he did after drive only god forgives i have a hard time recommending it uh because i think like 99 percent of my friends would hate that movie it's way better than Drive. Like, I don't like Drive. Uh, mm. Maybe I need to see it again. Uh, the only other time I've tried watching it, like, I got interrupted and had to stop. Um, <laughs> and didn't come back to it. Uh, <laughs> it was good. And so I didn't like that movie as much. And then the follow-up, Only God Forgives, I really liked. But it's way weirder, way darker, mm. like, super effed up. And like, <laughs> so therefore, hard to recommend uh, to any of my friends, but... One friend of mine recommended it to me, and I watched it and loved it. So that started it for me, and then the next thing I saw with him was Nice Guys in the La La Land. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's good. And then Blade Runner, like, evens you out now. <laughs> he's good in that. It's just yeah. too long. Like, yeah. The, yeah. The, the movie, it's not his fault. Also, he talks way more than I thought he was going to in that movie, mm-hmm. so that helped. Yeah. He's he's way better when he talks. Yeah, he definitely. Even though it only got forgives, he doesn't talk. He talks less, I think, than he doesn't drive in that oh, movie. What? Yeah. So, like, one line. 
Yeah. Like, the only thing I remember him saying in that movie is him going up to a guy and going, you want to fight? That's the only line I remember him saying in that movie. Cool. Wow. Um, so what's your under... Or no, uh, your non Oh, favorite non... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Paddington. What? Yeah, man. Okay. Pa- no. Ex- explain to me, like, <laughs> okay. this obsession with Paddington. Because people, like, that. these movies are actually really good. Yeah, I know. Right that's what I'm hearing. freaking great. They're so good. What? <laughs> They're so good. Uh, well, I don't know about the second one because it's not out yet. But, yeah. like, we're about to talk about our most anticipated of 2018. No. And the um, only reason Paddington 2 is not at the top of the list is because it comes out in, like, four days. <laughs> um, like, every mo- if every movie was just, like, a John Wick movie or a Paddington movie, I'd be set. <laughs> You like, mean, if they just made John Wick movies and Paddington movies and that was it, I would be fine with that. What happens if it was John Wick meets Paddington? Yeah. Dude, that would be dope. <laughs> I would be so into that. Man. Okay, give me, like, a quick one-minute reason why Paddington's awesome. Um, It's a really good kid movie. It's obviously a kid movie, but it's it doesn't talk down to kids uh-huh. at all. Um, It credits kids with, like, intelligence and, mm. like being able to pay attention to a movie for 90 minutes and but it's also not not for kids which i think a lot of the like <clears throat> I, I it's been a problem that i've had with kid movies over the last couple years of like i'll watch a kid movie and be like this movie wasn't for kids and not because it's like too violent or there's like sex jokes yeah, or whatever yeah but just like like pete's dragon mm-hmm. completely wholesome movie I would have been bored to tears as a child okay. if I would have seen it. Like the remake? Yeah. Yeah. It was so... It was, like, hard for me to sit through as an adult. Um, and it was pretty clear that it was, like, made to, like, make adults think about when they were kids rather than, like, celebrate Actually, kids yeah. being kids. And I think Paddington is a movie about kids that's for kids that, like, understands kids. Okay. Um, but also does the thing where, like, when you're an adult, you're like, oh, man, I would have been all about this as a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's really charming. Everyone's really good in it across the board. Uh, I think Jamie Bell is the one who does the voice of Paddington. He's great in it. Uh, the bear looks really good, actually, the CGI bear. Uh, there's sometimes where it's shoddy, but with the budget they had, because it couldn't have cost very much money to make, mm-hmm. he looks pretty good. Uh, Nicole Kidman? who I'm generally not super duper into, fantastic as the villain in the movie. Okay. Uh, also, weirdly attractive. Don't know what that means. Don't know what that about says about you, me. Yeah. The, <clears throat> my two biggest film crushes of 2017 were evil Nicole Kidman and evil Kate Blanchett. Two women who I've never considered attractive before. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know what that's about. The power of film. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, power of Paddington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just, I don't know. And there's like great visual moments that happen in the movie. Like when they first find him, he's standing under the lost and found sign. Mm-hmm. And like when they start talking to him, the the found starts flickering oh, on cool. the lost and found. Right, like, yeah, nice. uh, which I thought was like a great touch. It's a little on the nose, but it's a kid movie. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I appreciated that it was like, Visual storytelling that a child could understand. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, like, really charming and great and, like, not too long. Yeah. You know, it's, like, a cool 90 minutes probably. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It go- it feels like it goes on a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with Paddington and his family and 
in South America, and then you see his journey to London and him going on this adventure with the family and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. It feels like a, a lot happens in the movie, and it feels like you go on an adventure with Paddington. Cool. Um, and just, like, the way the, you know, the dad is the one who's, like, anti-Paddington the whole time, but he, like, you kind of understand where he's coming from, and then there's, like, a good, like, understanding between the family like he they don't they don't paint him as just like a bumbling dad yeah. like you kind of get where he's coming from and like that he's ultimately doing it out of wanting to protect his kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that so and then paddington wick goes and shoots him in the head <laughs> john wick throws paddington at him and then paddington bites his face off he's sweet <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Paddington chapter two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's it's really good, man. Um, yeah, Paddington's great. <laughs> man, I love Paddington. This is not a conversation I was expecting to have in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Uh, right. Yep. <laughs> that, that, yep, Paddington's really good. Okay. Um, so, uh, looking forward to kind of bringing it on a landing... What is your most anticipated movie of 2018? Paddington Wick. <laughs> Paddington Wick. Um, Paddington slash Wick. Yes. So, for me, there, there's there's a couple movies like I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like super hyped for them. There, I guess this is kind of a slight deviation. There's a lot of films coming out next year that I'm like. I don't know if this is bad, but, like, I'm anticipating, like, how are they going to pull this off? Or this is going to be, like, a crash and burn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of sequels coming out next year for movies that I'm kind of like, why is this happening? And so just, like, and this kind of plays into, like, one of the ones I'm looking forward to, but I'm kind of trepidatious about. <laughs> it's like, the second Incredibles movie is supposed to come out. And... I really like the first Incredibles, but Pixar in the past couple years, like their sequels have kind of underwhelmed me mm-hmm. in some, you know, like, I don't know, maybe some people really love Finding Dory. I'm like, it was okay. Um, so like, and I, you know, some of their other sequels in the past, like Cars 2 and stuff, I'm like, uh, it's like, whatever. So I'm like, the Incredibles is like still like, for me, it's like pretty up there in like, you know, the movies that they've made. So I'm kind of like, I hope this goes well. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, you know, there's just like a whole bunch of other movies. I'm like, well, it'll just be interesting to see, like, you know, the the second Sicario movies coming out. Dang it, you took my, uh, oh, you took my choice. Segway to yes. Mike. Yes, Sicario 2, Electric Boogaloo. I was yeah. gonna, you took my joke! <laughs> What just happened? We're just in each other's heads. We're just, we're just like, we're just going to see what the next person's going to say. So now you need to figure out what Corey's going to say next. To close you up. know what I'm going to say yeah. next. Um, I mean, <laughs> T- Taylor Sheridan like is writing it, so he's made all he's done lately is good stuff. Did you see opinion. Wind River? I still see Wind River. So, okay. um, yeah, I kind of hear his eye. Um, but I heard, I heard it's worth watching at least, so I'm going to do sure. that. Um, I really liked Sicario, obviously, and then Hell or High Water was phenomenal. Um, 
and seeing more Benicio del Toro, I'm kind of down for. So um, that's my untraditional answer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. But it's still a sequel, so yeah. Do I, I see you're shaking your head? <laughs> and, and theoretically, I am like not actually in favor of a Sicario sequel, just because I don't feel like there's anything else that needs to be done. Yeah, especially with no Emily Blunt. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm okay with that aspect actually. I yes, like. Yeah. If you're going to do a sequel, mm-hmm. yes. Like, why would she be around? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, go ahead. Sorry. But, remember. like, that movie's so mean. Like, that yeah. first one is so, like, angry and cynical that, like... A little nihilistic. Yeah, it's yeah. super nihilistic. <laughs> it's great. I love that movie. Um, but I don't... Uh, you need more of that in your life? Yeah. I, well, it's, it's not... <laughs> what it's audiences not crave. <laughs> it just, like... 2017 was a bummer. <laughs> Unless there's a solution. Some, like, what I liked about the cynicism and nihilism of uh, Sicario is, while it ultimately was those things, we got to see an outside perspective of, like, someone getting ravaged by it. Yeah, like, like, like here's a, how a good person yeah. would react to this. Yeah, this one feels like it's reveling in it a little too much. Yeah. Um, or it feels like it could. Uh, that trailer slaps, though, man. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> Him shooting that gun yeah. is friggin' sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. Um, I, I share your concern. I think it's more they're trying to action, or market it as more of an action movie when it's probably actually going to be a lot more subversive than that. That's my hope. Yeah. And, like, Taylor, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> Pro- right. Probably, yes, because right. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. I can't see him selling out when he's been making a pretty good name for himself. Mm-hmm. So, um, that actually was going to be my choice. No. Well, there you um, go. Yeah, you know, I guess... I guess I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. the Marvel d- Avengers stuff is, is, is gone. I guess I'm looking forward to it. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm just kind of like, how is this going to play out? It's the yeah. first kind of movie. I mean, the Russos has... are behind the camera. Yeah, the yeah, Russos, I, like, yeah. I, I trust the Russos, yeah. um, although I do think Civil War is a little bit weaker than Captain America, Winter Soldier, and that's just because I think it's because they have to deal with a larger cast, and this yeah. is going to be a larger one, so that has me concerned. Yeah, so I'm just like, eh. uh, But I'm interested to see if, like, the fruits of all the yeah. stuff like, yeah. finally pay off. Because yeah. we keep on getting told, like, yeah, like, this villain sucked, but wait until the next movie. Yeah. And, you know, wait until Thanos. And, and so it's like, here we, are, here we are. Yeah, so it's like, okay, time to deliver the goods. Yeah, you so know? it's like, here, like, we're gonna see like what's yeah. gonna so i'm like anticipating it but also i'm not like really like super hyped for it it's kind of yeah. more of like experimental like let's yeah. see how this plays i'm, I'm cautious yeah excited like, for it let's see how this happens right yeah and, and i mean at this point i <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying this but i care more about um the avengers stuff than i do even with star wars yeah so i that's pretty much i guess by fault by default like the thing i'm looking forward to mike you're a star wars fan you're not looking forward to the next star wars movie coming out in 2018 oh you by that you refer to <laughs> solo a Han solo a, a, a star wars story uh no uh, no i'm not film directed by ron howard and, and those other guys yeah no halfway guys. through but Disney doesn't want you to remember that. Yeah. I don't understand what? why what those cups have to do with Star Wars. 
wonder if Solo yeah. is going to like try to sue them. I feel like there's some infringements. No, no. they're going to like cross brand the thing. Oh, okay. So he's going like, to be like C three PO branded carrots that they got, like carrot bags. Yeah, they had like, like BB eight yeah. oranges. Yeah, like they will. Disney will stop at nothing to go and co market like their stuff and cross mm-hmm. synergies. Oh, there better be Han Solo Solo cups. So yeah. Solo, he's going to be playing beer pong in the movie with the yeah. red Solo cups. But it'll be space beer pong, so they'll be like flying instead of. I don't know if I'd let even be mad. I would stand That's up That's how and he clap. learns how to let the Wookiee win. Yeah. He meets, when he meets Chewie, he's playing beer They're pong. playing beer yeah. pong. And beer pong rips, like, uh, Chewie loses <laughs> and he rips a guy's arms off. Um, and the, you know, I'd be okay with that. That would be pretty great. Yeah. Like, I would be like, well, that was a choice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bold. <laughs> yeah, you committed to that, huh? Yeah. I, I'm actually now looking slightly more forward to it. All right, there you go. I'm glad I could encourage yeah. you. Uh, MJ, what's your choice? Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I knew that was what we were going to say. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. We got the triumvirate done. Yeah. But don't you like how they they took, like, the music cue of John Williams in the trailer and then butchered it (laughs) in the trailer? Yeah. And how like they're like, hey, remember Blue? Your your buddy Blue. You gotta see Blue. I know. Like, and then like Chris Pratt's like being like all awesome <laughs> because he's an awesome guy. Yeah, yeah man. Cool, awesome. cool guy. Yeah, yeah being a cool, cool guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, they got Blue. Goldblum. They got, and they, they got Goldblum coming back, and then they got the Tyrannosaurus saving them again. Isn't that super? They show cool? us half the movie in the trailer. Life finds a way. I'm flying you know, you out here what? specifically so we can go see this together. Yes. That'll be the most profanity-fueled episode of the show ever. No. Well, see, what'll be most entertaining is not watching the movie, but turning in your seat yes. and watching MJ watch the movie. I have to see the damn thing. Yeah, you do. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he... Golly, man. What? Just, I, so it, it I is am, dino fun. There's a volcano. I am looking forward to the movie coming out, so I don't have to see that trailer before everything. No, no, you don't have to worry about that. They'll have a second trailer that will show before every other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That trailer two, Electric Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, my. <laughs> So, Black Panther's up there for me. Uh, I'm just excited to get another Ryan Coogler movie. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, it could be whatever, and I would be into it. Like, as... I'm not super looking forward to Ready Player One after that last trailer, but it's hard for me to not be at least a little excited on, for a new Spielberg, Spielberg movie. Yeah. Um, and his leg is really long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you guys seen the trailer for that Mortal Engines movie? Uh, I want to say yeah, but I don't. I don't think so. Remind me. What. You guys, London is a car in that movie. Okay, no. <laughs> no. What? what? So I don't know, man. It's based on it's some YA movie. People are thinking Peter Jackson's directing it. He's not. He's producing it. Um, one of someone from Weta or some first AD from Lord of the Rings, something like that. Uh. Someone who was involved with Lord of the Rings and Peter Jackson is directing it, and it's a first time. Uh, it's a first time director. Looks cool. I don't know anything about the premise of it, but like, it's basically like <clears throat> post apocalyptic, 
and every city is mobile now? Like, no. just like like Mad Max style rolling across the wasteland. Do people still live on the city? Yeah, people live in them. And there's like this like group of people who like are unaffiliated. And so they're like trying to like escape and like lo- like literally freaking London on an engine rolls up behind them and like captures them. And I was like, and that's the whole trailer. And I was like, yeah, that's oh. like that. Sure. <laughs> So it's um, kind of like Howl's Moving Castle meets yeah. Xenoblade. Yeah, I was getting Xenoblade <laughs> vibes. In oh, there. really? Uh-huh. People living yeah. on moving continents. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, my, my, my unconventional pick, so I don't just say like Black Panther. Or Black Panther. Or <laughs> um, Jurassic World 2. Yeah. Or Jurassic World 2 or Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Red Cup story. Yeah. Um, Aquaman. <clears throat> It's gosh, a... <laughs> gosh. So ma- Pacific Rim Uprising. Ugh. Man, 2018 is not looking good. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So many. Uh, it's a quiet place. Oh, that yeah. That looks really yes. good. It looks good. super good. Mm-hmm. Um, really good premise for a movie. Yeah. Such a good premise for a movie that I was like mad when I saw the trailer because it's such an obvious premise for a movie that I was like, how has that not been done before? I enjoyed that trailer more than Justice League. Yeah, that's yeah, a good trailer, but, yeah, man. Yeah, because we saw it before. That. Yeah, more yeah. compelling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Directorial debut. John Krasinski's directorial yeah. debut, which is crazy to me. Uh, also, I really like the story of how Emily Blunt ended up in the movie, um, which is that the producers reached out to John Krasinski and like mm. sent him the script, and she just kind of saw it on his desk and read it and was like, oh, I'm your wife in this. Like, she was just like, this was super good. And so now I am also the female lead in this. Yeah. Which I'm sure the producers were like, uh, yes, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're Mary Poppins now. Of course yes. we're going to say yes. yes. Um, so it just looks really well done, man. Like, that yeah. trailer... If the movie sucks, that's the best trailer I've ever seen then. Like, yeah. it's such a good trailer that I can't imagine that, that movie <clears throat> being bad. Um... <clears throat> I don't know. It's just a really novel idea, I think, that mm-hmm. looks pretty well executed. Yes. Um, Plus, I'll watch pretty much Emily Blunt and anything she's in. She's a super good actor. Yeah, she's really good. I have not ever disliked her mm-hmm. in anything I've seen her in, though I did not see Into the Woods. Uh, she's good in that, too. Is she? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I that it just looks really good, and it's got two, like... I like this sort of, like, grizzled action hero-y thing Krasinski's going for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, I like it. I feel like that's, like, the thing you have to do if you're, like, in a comedy and you're, like, somebody like Jim. You know? Yeah. Like, you, you have to go and just be completely different from that. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be, like, that, yeah, kind of roguish, handsome, charming yeah. guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Thing forever. Yeah. So, I, I, like, I didn't him. see that Benghazi movie, but, yeah. like, I liked that he got, like, super beardy and jacked. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, all right, oh, I'm down, yeah, John yeah. Krasinski. And uh, he's going to be Jack Ryan in that Amazon sh- mm-hmm. show. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that movie, man. Yeah. Like, when I think of movies I would, like, <laughs> like to watch tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of at the top of the list. Like, yeah. Especially because a lot of my most anticipated stuff is coming out soon. Like, yeah. Like Paddington. Well, yeah, like too. Paddington is coming out this Friday. Yeah. Uh, and we're like a month away from Black Panther. Yeah. So, um, like that Avengers thing looks great. Yeah. I think it looks sweet. Uh, friggin', if anything, the War for Wakanda looks like it's going to be worth a ticket price. Yeah. Uh, and like... Plus... Uh, Steve Rogers with a beard. Yeah. I, don't, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't have like man crushes to like a lot of things, but 
Yeah. He looks <laughs> He looks dope. He looks like yeah. he should be Solid Snake. Dude, yeah, I would watch like, Chris Evans be Solid Snake That for would sure. be legit. Oh, my God. That would be super legit. Oh. Um... <clears throat> Nobody goes and listens to my advice for or Krasinski. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a quiet place is mine. Uh, Corey, did you say you said Incredibles too? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, uh, I think that'll do it. Especially because my wife's texting me from the next room asking us to stop. Um, <laughs> and, podcast uh, life. <laughs> hashtag podcast life. Um, also, we've been recording for an hour and fifteen minutes, so that's plenty of time. Um, Corey, thank you so much for yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, fun to be. Nice to have you. Yeah, yeah. Fun to be uh, back. man, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah, uh, that man. This episode felt just like a warm blanket um, mm-hmm. to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for us. We'll be back in a couple weeks to probably talk about Stranger Things because not a lot of great uh, <laughs> January releases that aren't called Paddington Two or <laughs> uh, like The Post, which is a leftover from last year. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mjsmith891. You can follow me on Instagram at mjsmith891. Insta. You can find my coughing on this recording. <coughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> holy moly. You can find my writing at wordofthenerd.com and keithlovesmovies.com. Uh, I'm writing news at Word of the Nerd and reviews at Keith Loves Movies. Um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Corey, what do you got? Got a Twitter, Cat in the Hat 49. Do some stuff on YouTube channel. It's called Real Filmmaking. Sweet. R E E L. Yep. Like the real, like real perspective. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Mike, what do you got? Uh, buy my book on Amazon, The oh, Aurora yeah. War. Yeah. Um, published author. Yeah, published a book, 560 something pages, something like that. Uh, it's worth your time. If you like to go in here, uh, my criticism and see how I apply that to the things that I write. That's your avenue. Um, feel free to go and criticize me too. And um, also, I recently contributed to another podcast called the Anselm Society. Uh, they're they're a group that's based um, in Colorado. That's uh, mostly talking about like Christian theology, but also like the arts. So um, I also contributed that talking in an episode about um, Star Wars. Oh wow! Um, but like Star Wars for the non-fan. Like, what are some things that you can take away from like the movies if you don't know them? Like the creative process and like things you need to take away from the prequels about collaboration versus uh, the you know like singular creative the dictator. Oxford. Yes, mm-hmm. Oxford theory. Yeah. Whether or not fans kind of own material or not. Oh well, man, I yeah. love that conversation. Yeah. So we talked about that a little bit. And, they um, Yeah, I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. Um, we delve a little bit into that stuff, and so um, I, just, I just recently contributed to them. I don't think the episode's up yet, but it should be up soon. I'll go and link to it on my Facebook, and okay, maybe we'll sweet. have it on our site yeah. too. Uh, how do you spell it? A N S E L M Society. Okay. Awesome. Um, and that's pretty much it. Cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, uh, that'll do it. Until next time, we're the bad guys. Raymond. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm very glad that happened. I love and hate that we say we're the bad guys at the end of every freaking